Who else is tired of watching slave movies? good in the hood family you are listening to a trip to india podcast and for today's episode we will be discussing this new year's film antebellum antebellum was directed by the directors uh from get out also gerard bush and christopher Renz. so before I get into it, I do want to um, give a disclaimer that there will be spoilers in this uh, episode. So if you have not yet seen it or you hate watching something that people give away already, um, then don't listen and don't watch. I watched this movie twice, by the way. So the first go around, I would have gave this movie a 5 out of 10 at best. And then the second time around from watching it, I will give it, I'll bump it up to a six out of ten all right <laughs> we want to be fair and uh i'll tell you why well before i tell you why i'll have to give credit where it's due um there were some pros about this movie uh, one was the actors did very well they did good with what they had to deal with you get what i mean um i don't feel like this was uh the fault of the actors i really feel like it was the fault of the writers because the um plot felt weak so let's get into you know the real nitty-gritty what i didn't like so i'll be honest for one the trailer was misleading because it marketed itself as like a sci-fi film which it was not not in the least bit um it also said that it was like a horror film it was not and I'm going to tell you why I feel like after watching the movie, why I feel even more insulted by the fact that they marketed it as a horror film. The only horror that they felt like that they were perpetuating was horror to African Americans or black people. It didn't matter if you were descendants of slaves or not, but just like any black person in America. And that shit was annoying. Because um, for one... Who else is tired of watching slave movies? What's your name? Kunta. Kunta Kinte. They better not make a, not another goddamn slave movie again, okay? My children will be fine. They will watch what we got, which is a plethora of movies to go to. But, um, God willing, whenever I do have kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no more, no more, no more. We are done with slave imagery. I think we have more than enough to go through. So yeah, that's that was another critique. It felt like if you watched the trailer that it was um, like a reimagined Kindred uh, by Octavia Butler, which had like a similar feel to it um there was a woman present just like veronica henley janelle monet's uh present day character is or whatever and then um the main character in kindred she gets snatched back like through time travel basically back into slavery times like she literally goes back into a dis you know 
And then for here is like Eden gets kidnapped by um, white people that basically are still butthurt that slavery is over and the Confederates lost basically. The project to me and a whole, as a whole felt rushed and this is why I didn't like it because the plot twist was horrible and insulting. So for those of you that um, don't understand what I'm saying right now, the plot twist was basically that, that she never went to the past. This is all present. There is a, a reenactment park basically of the Civil War and basically where it says do not trespass is just like a cover for where they are really capturing black people and bringing them there to that current plantation and have successfully gotten um, everyone to uh, assimilate and become modern day slaves. That pissed me off. <laughs> Cause you got me, you, you got us, <laughs> you got us messed up. If you really think that any one of us currently isn't ready to die like if y'all try to put us in that situation so that was one of my um one of my main things that irked me about this whole movie was once we finally got to the plot twist it was like are you kidding me like this is it this is where we at like that this is what's supposed to be so horrifying is that it's still able to happen right now now, going into the second round of it, the reason why it was um, more entertaining, the reason why I gave it one more point up, was because it was um, better to see the different clues that they tried to leave in the beginning of the film to let you know that this was still current day. Also, never saw not one airplane in the actual movie. You know in the trailer they, they show it as if like they look up and it looks like it's just like a glitch of like a parallel universe of like the airplanes or whatever and then it seems like it's gone and they all like whatever so yeah that never happened but I do get what was going on you can hear the sound of the airplane and they knew they were around uh, one of the clues was right in the very beginning the first uh, female slave in the green dress that tries to run away she had a septum and she had a gold chain that for me the first go around was like hmm made me like you know wonder a little bit like what's going on because i don't really think they would have gave them the luxury back in slavery times to even have that type of jewelry i know for a fact they wouldn't actually jenna malone who plays elizabeth she also gave clues too and she got on my last nerve for one, her accent was getting on my nuts nerve. The acting was just like, well, okay, it's not the acting, it was the writing. The writing just did not make any sense. So, anywho, they're joking um, in the present time. She thinks, she's answering the call because she thinks that they have seen her somewhere else and they're interested in booking her. That's what it seems like. And while they're talking, um, Elizabeth is throwing shade towards Veronica Henley because she 
has been on a lot of news uh, lately promoting her book, uh, which is about the plight of African Americans, basically. And um, shedding away that and her trying to incite a revolution. While they're talking, Veronica makes a comment about how she said, are you one of the headhunters? And Elizabeth starts laughing hysterically. And she was like, hmm, headhunter. I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, hmm, I guess you would say that I am. So basically she already let her know without letting her know that yeah, she is one of those people that um, goes out and recruit whichever the next black person that she is going to capture. Now another thing that I got from the book, I mean from the movie, it seemed as if like they they specifically chose um, successful black people. Eli, his character, we learn when he dies that basically he was a professor. Um, Julia, she gives it away as well. Um, when she first gets there and the commander is um, talking about how this is a reform plantation and he says like forget about any of the freedoms that you had before you got here because none of that matters here anymore uh, for one they had two rules one rule was they couldn't talk and the other rule was if they were going to um, sing that it was going to be in a whistle which also, you know, gives um, gives it away a little bit that it's in the present because we know that historically Negro spirituals were um, the way that they used to communicate. Another thing that gave away was when Eli started whistling, lift every voice and sing. That had my antennas go up as well because Lift Every Voice and Sing wasn't written until 1900 and we all know that the Emancipation Proclamation happened in 1863 and yes it took a while because we know about Juneteenth how Texas was the last uh, to know and um, 1865 so basically it couldn't have been back then so one more thing that annoyed me was basically once it finally dragged its way into the plot twist, which um, took forever in my opinion, and they really could have just did a whole different plot twist. Because to be honest, the plot twist is what fumbled the whole movie. So, um, was the cell phones. You mean to tell me? You knew they had a cell phone this whole time? So it was like... When they finally got to the scene where Eden is in the bed with, uh, it had to be Elizabeth's father, that's what I kind of connected the dots to be or whatever. While they're in bed or whatever, they're asleep and he gets a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning. Now this is after they didn't reveal the whole plot twist or whatever and she hears him on his cell phone. I can't tell if that's the first time that she ever uh, saw that he had a cell phone or if this was just like her day to use it or whatever. They get the cell phone and realize that they can't use it because obviously they had to make sure that it made sense um, for why 
they wouldn't have left already because that would have been a question in mind too like just you know drop a pen and use a cell phone so um luckily her cabin that she's in is the only area in there that has service i'm uh, assuming there's other areas too but for right then you know that's the only area that has service or whatever because her and eli tried to leave it dragged so long when she called 911 and dragged so long when she finally called her husband nick i'm a girl if you don't just drop that pin and get to going and then like the it's just it was just damn train get on my nerves um it was just the fact that they it really felt like the writers were like okay we want this we want this we want this I don't know how it's gonna work but we're just gonna all put it up in there anyway because the um once you got to the end and she pulls down the confederate flag after she uh knocks him out a little bit and she puts him on her and drags him into the shed where they basically cremate the black bodies for no evidence i get that part i guess it was yeah it was just it wasn't for me i guess it was too forced that's that's exactly how it felt to me it was forced so basically um i get it that's like the big oomph at the end that's supposed to get the audience like yeah girl stick it to the man whatever blah 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 but that's not how i felt i was like girl if you just don't get up out of here eli didn't already die she went back to eli after that i'm like girl he didn't already die it's time for you to get up out of here they let you know throughout the movie that um she is equestrian that she knows how to ride horses or whatever and that came into her advantage at the end when she finally um stole the horse or whatever and was trying to leave out so as she's going and going yeah she has to fight elizabeth or whatever blah 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 because obviously she knows how to ride horses as well um and i only say that because those of you that watched it already y'all saw how the the man that was chasing behind her because he wasn't as skilled as eden that's how he tripped or whatever um but she was elizabeth was so that's why she was able to catch up with her and then they had their whole fight scene that needed to happen and then it gets to the point where like they get past you see where it says like no cell phone service zone no trespassing and then you get into the reenactment part and like nobody is paying attention to her and it's like it gives you this idea like do they know what's going on too or i don't know so as she's leaving now all of a sudden conveniently the fbi is on their way to the park that she's at because she successfully um put the pin down It, just, it was a no. It was just a no for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll watch it again, obviously, because um, just looking at the different clues, I didn't get into all of that because that wasn't the point of this uh, podcast. It was for me to give you my honest review. And to be honest, I'm sticking with my 6 out of 10 because y'all got us fucked up. There's no way in hell that any of us are going back to slavery. Just saying. And it gives too much credit to the design of um slavery back then now i can understand how it was successful back then um with the language barriers and the lack of 
weapons, basically. The fact that they had firearms and Africans didn't. That's it. Because as of right now, there's no way. And for what? Us picking what? Cotton? No, that's never happening. So, I don't know. It was just very insulting. You can still watch it. It's okay. It's not horrible. But it was definitely triggering. So, yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please feel free to follow me on YouTube at A Trip, the number two, India, I N D I A. Also, follow me on Twitter at A Trip, number two, I N D I A A, two A's at the end. And follow me on Instagram at two underscores, take a trip, the number two. India, I-N-D-I-A, and please feel free to send me suggestions on what else you would like for me to talk about, but this is my review on Antebellum, and I am out.